Hello, I'm fucking Jeremy Eden. <laughs> I'm Danny. Want to play? <laughs> okay, that's all I had. I had one line. <laughs> and this is 90 under 90. 90 movies under 90 minutes. Today on our show, clocking in at 84 minutes, we're talking about 1990s Child's Play 2, directed by John Laffia. Because you laugh your balls off at this fucking doll, eh? <laughs> That's what Don Mancini said when he Don was... Mancini said, hire my boy Laffia, you'll be laughing your balls off by the oh. end of the movie. So it's just you, it's just the Brothers Eden for this one here. the Brothers Eden due to a last-minute child sickness. You know uh, how it is. That happened for our co-host, and we needed to post this episode tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're flying solo uh, tonight, as uh, has happened a couple times before, and will probably happen significantly more in the future. Oh, it's just uh, maybe possible, yeah. I was gonna say maybe possibly a taste for yeah. better or worse guys yeah whatever what, uh, yeah whatever you think i mean nothing it didn't for any of our uh our current and uh present oh yeah we pre- love present we past love, and future co-hosts we uh, love you, all of them yeah yes, we, this is not a uh, don't be afraid there there's still opportunities it's just gonna yeah we'll talk <laughs> yeah We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, yes, we're we're, we're going to talk about Child's Play, man. Child's Play 2. We talked about Child's Play last year or the year in last season. Maybe it was, yeah, because we're still in the first half of this season. Uh-huh. These seasons are so fucked up being two years old. <laughs> um, so this was, wait, wait, wait. We talked about the first movie during this quote-unquote season. No, we didn't because we're still oh. in the first half of this season, which is all oh, right, 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 right. So we okay. talked about it last <laughs> year. I don't know. We talked about it last season, but I don't know if it was last year or the year before because <laughs> <laughs> that's all one season. <laughs> and we take the same like amount Chucky of, here. We take the same amount of break between ep- between seasons, so it's like it just continues going. If only a season could be forty five or forty five to fifty two. But no, right. we don't do two a week, so. Oh, that'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. I, maybe someday, if this show um, gets 100,000 Patreon subscribers. <laughs> that would be... Molto bene, Don Mancini, pepperoncini, giardinera! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jer... What did you let's let's not bury the fucking lead here. What did you think of the movie? You're using the expression correctly this time. Uh, uh, when did I say it incorrect? <laughs> so, Are you keeping so, Sally? No, sometimes <laughs> you have inverted the uh, the meaning of uh, of bury the lead what, where you what are you the bury the lead police over no, here? No, because I I only notice it because you <laughs> 
because you have flip flopped a couple times like already. So <laughs> it's just like, oh, he, like this time he's got it right. Maybe I next time it it'll means. be wrong. I know what it means. Now it I'm means... confident that you do. Yeah, I think maybe. Well, you'd have to tell me the incorrect time, and then we'll nitpick it from there. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm not gonna go digging through past episodes. But um, I know sometimes people say something, and I'm like shocked, and I go, "Bury the lead." Like, yeah. do you mean like that? I don't know. I don't think. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Too much shit anyway. Um, no, that's okay. Child's Play two. I um. It's amazing to me that these movies were ever taken even half serious. I don't know if we talked about that a lot in like with part one, but like this yes, movie is uh... not there's there's no camp in this movie. You know, it, it's not played up in any way the way that like it starts to happen in Bride of Chucky. And I don't know what happens in Child's Play three. I mean, the closest to camp you get in this is like the doll giving the finger, you know, like that's, that's right. That's that's it. But beyond that, it's not really played for laughs. No, except I, I, for the fact that Brad Dorf is so over the top angry <laughs> all the time that it just it does make me laugh. He, and, but I don't think it's the intention. He's a real angry guy. Yeah, he's got some issues. I think he needs to go to a class or something or do a countdown and just kind of breathe in and out. Maybe but, he needs to be committed. Maybe. But uh, you're right. Jack I think Nicholson like straighten him up. <laughs> you mean Jack? You mean Jack Nicholson didn't voice him in these movies? Oh, he did. Um, right. Billy I did, did think it. that though. Watching this movie, I was like, oh, I wonder if he is doing like any Jack Nicholson he, like in his. He definitely is doing a Nicholson thing. I think he said that on record too. I want to. I want to say. That that. Let me look it up later, and then I'll put it up. Uh, put it up my butt. But uh, the first three movies are consistent in tone. Like the only like goofy thing in three, like it's just it's a lot like the middle finger in this. He says in the like within the first few minutes, hey spoilers, he says don't fuck with the Chuck, and that's like the craziest thing he does. I think in that movie. Yeah, the kind of thing that if they could only put that in a trailer, it would be in every single trailer at the time, <laughs> but they couldn't. Oh. Uh, we almost forgot, Jer. Uh, we oh, have a new... That's right, thank you. Before we get even too far <laughs> into this, we do want to thank our latest and greatest Patreon, uh, patron over at patreon.com slash 90under90, where for uh, $1 a month you can get our 90 over 90 and any bonus episodes, and we tend to release bonus episodes around the holidays. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, uh -huh. bonus, bonus little pieces, even if they're not episodes. Molto uh, bene. Anyway, we want to thank uh, Scott Colleary. <laughs> and by the way, we know who you are, but you gave us. The name. I know that sounds vaguely <laughs> threatening. Let's just say. Uh, let me just say this. I here's how I know my black sheep, and I'm like, that's that sounds familiar. That's. I'll just say that. Let's just say that. But thank uh, our. Our latest patron uh, has got a hell of a throwing arm, and I'll be damned <laughs> if I let that go to waste. Uh, <laughs> we we see you, Scott Colliery, and we, we want to say thank we you. We see through your facade, but thank you for uh, becoming a patron. And uh, if you ever change your name and I notice it, then we will uh, give you proper credit. But we're going for the name. So right now, our patrons Either are. Way. Uh, hey. uh, we've got four wonderful patrons. Oh, that's uh, that's great. Uh, 
and uh, and uh, all of them are co-hosts on this show. That's okay. I mean, yeah, I wonder if they'll stop being patrons if we go the direction of less co-host, like guest hosts, like. But well, we're still we still want you guys involved. Like, just uh, we might dwindle the, yeah, the yeah, spots yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, I know we're, I'm we're never going to uh, to refuse somebody. Uh, if yeah, it works out. That's all. Mm-hmm. But uh, Scott Colary, we see you. Thank you so much. You're helping build the Patri- the Patreon family, and we really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, a moment of silence. <laughs> a moment just, of silence. I realized Scott. that my light was off, and 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 I was very dark <laughs> in the frame. Oh, you have so, a, do you have a sweet ring light? I do. I, I have a, a uh, ring light that I can only plug into a USB, so it does not help me when I'm reviewing sodas, when I can actually use it, because sometimes I get a shadow over my face. But Can I say something? I have a ring light, and I, it was supposed to be for motion traction, mo- motion tracking of my face for animation, and I, I've, I never use it. It's just sitting there. Uh, so good use of the ring light, bro. Yeah, no, I, I, I um, had to. It was just getting – there are times where we would do this, and my face was so shadowy. And I was like, you can't see it. That, that's creepy. I look, I look like uh, like a like the a mob boss or something like that, or just like the guy sitting in the chair where you can only see his fingertips on the edge of the chair. You know? Hey, man, uh, maybe that'll work for you. Like people, you know, sometimes they often just see a, a plume of fear. smoke around my head. <laughs> like, They're just so close together, those two emotions, yeah. joy and fear. joy and fear. They're good bedfellows. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll explore that in Inside Out too. How how joy oh, and yeah. fear are, are those are, two hook up? Yeah. Spoilers. They fuck. Joy and fear. Uh, Bill Hader and Amy Poehler. Uh, yeah. They uh, they totally they totally hook up. But they're gonna smash. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Should we get into the movie? I suppose we should. Oh, I I didn't really even get into my. Oh, you asked oh. me, and all I all I said was I was surprised Please. that this movie was ever taken seriously. But no, I um, it's another movie where you know, like as a kid, we were like, I was always kind of like, I don't want to watch that. It's, you know, like, I don't. I was I, I was uh, ter- scared by the horror mascots of our youth, mm-hmm. uh, and and those were definitely I think the most iconic. Like I can't name any modern horror icon. Uh, but like, you know, the eighties and nineties, you know, mostly eighties had some damn, damn good ones. And Chucky was the topic of many conversations, even though I had never seen an actual child's play movie until I was much older. Um, but my point being that I was surprised at how tame this movie is. That's another, you know, it's just like for movies that are like, so supposed to be so terrifying or seemed so terrifying as a kid, I'm like, nothing is really that scary in this movie. Like. You know, that like yeah. there's not even that much violence or gore. There's like a little bit of blood. But other than that, it's really just like, you know, it, it'd be like being scared of a Muppet movie. Like it's just Did a you? Muppet, you know, it's it's a fucking <laughs> I, uh, doll. I guess we I would wish if we're on the, the subject, it is kind of strange to think that these human characters are often physically bested by a doll. who's I, probably what, two feet tall, I maybe was, like. 10 pounds less Say the same thing to Caitlin. I was just like, it's fucked up that none of these people can out like, like they're all like, none of them can like physically get anything on a doll. They're all yeah. like being held down by the doll. 
like they're just paralyzed. Pick fear. him up and throw him, like just and then drive <laughs> away. All right, just punt his ass, you know. That's why, like, uh, put Chucky in a, in like with an all black cast, like Jordan Peele's <laughs> Chucky. I feel like they would punt his ass and put him Chucky in the hood, <laughs> and it would. Somehow he'd have to keep coming back and then just keep killing him. Like, they're yeah. not afraid of a fucking doll, okay? Get the fuck out of here, doll! <laughs> but, uh... Chucky and in Leprechaun this... into Hood. The, the small the small. Absolutely. Icons. Have a crossover. They're both the same stature. But, um, this takes place in the suburbs. And, uh, unlike the first movie, which was very urban in the city of Chicago, the mean streets of, like, the south side of Chicago we got to see in that movie, you know? Where all of our toy factories are. Oh, yeah, you smoke stacks all the time. Where our know. lakeshore stranglers go out to hide the south side, nowhere near the lakeshore. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you got the Hyde Park Strangler, and that's, like, his territory bleeds in yeah. to the, the... The Ravenswood killer. And they're respectful of their their ter- their turfs. Oh, not always. That's why, <laughs> why he had to go hide out in a doll. That's right. If I could, if I remember right. correctly, yeah, if that's Charles how the Lee, went. CLR. Okay. <laughs> Old CLR. <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, the movie starts with, like, where we last left him in the, or the big bad city of Chicago was he was burned uh, to death seemingly by uh our mother character and, and our, our child andy barkley our main character of this movie and the first one to be fair but uh i mean they did that mom dirty in this second one didn't they she was our hero in the first one yeah and uh she's nowhere to be found in this one she's, she's committed. not only that yeah she's locked up in a fucking they uh um uh, sarah connored her ass is yeah. what they did. <laughs> it was popular back at the time, even though it was like a year before that movie came out. I'm afraid we're gonna have to Sarah Connor you. You'll get it in a year or two. Don't worry. We just we, James Cameron takes a long time to do his visual stuff. We already know what he put can, but yeah, yeah, we're yeah. And that Spider Man, look out for that. He's gonna bang Mary Jane on on the bridge. Oh, look it up, guys. Look it up. Spider Man was gonna finger MJ. If I'm not mistaken, he was going to web up her hands so she couldn't break free, and he was going to finger her, and I'm sorry to say it, like on the Brooklyn Bridge in James Cameron's Spider-Man draft. (laughs) Kind of crazy, huh? Uh, James Cameron, notoriously nice guy, good to women. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Anyone will attest to that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, uh, we're a trivia show, most first and foremost. First and foremost, yeah. Yeah. I, I categorize us under trivia and uh-huh. then uh, film and TV to be taken seriously. I always add that in the other. I put in the uh, to be taken seriously should be another <laughs> category. Take <Yeah>. us seriously. <coughs> Serious, you guys. Serial. Did you hear that that Saeed, not Saeed, <laughs> Adnan got off? No, I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Adnan. No. No, oh, I don't know, Adnan. No, I don't know. <laughs> Adnan. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was that the guy from Serial? The like the. You don't know, no, Adnan. I, I think that's his name. Serial. I have to, I have to look it up here. Regardless, whatever the guy, whatever subject matter Serial was, I have never heard it. 
and I know very little about it. I just know that oh, I, I was right. It's uh, Adnan Saeed. Adnan Saeed. Oh, you were right. <laughs> From Serial. He was freed. So. <laughs> okay. Wait, you don't know no Adnan Saeed? No, I don't know no Adnan Saeed. Oh! Oh! Oh, but I know a John Lafayette. Hey! Hey! Lafayette. Go ahead, Lafayette. Lafayette tits off. Lafayette tits off. <laughs> uh, so Chucky, the doll, the good guy doll, is now being restored. It's like a think of a really dark version of the Woody scene in Toy Story 2. Yeah, really when, dark, but like really dark and like add it to like uh, you know to the opening credits and it's like you know Tim Burton style shit like we're like watching a machine do the work. Yeah. And like well, I guess Did we're you watching, love it? You know what? Here's what I thought was funny. Like, a person physically puts the parts into the torso, puts the head on, and then a machine violently plunges these eyes into the doll's skull. And that's the Mm. only thing that the machine seems to do. I just find it funny that they're like, oh, you needed a machine for that? Like, a human couldn't possibly do that. And it's so violent and, and like... Yeah, it is a pretty good kill later. But, yeah, I mean, it's almost, like, derivative for that only reason. Like, that's the that's, or the only reason, or not derivative, uh, contrived for that very reason. But, uh, yeah, it's it's funny, though. But yep. with great force, the eyes so are there's, plunged. They're scraping tarnish off and, and burnt crispiness off of the corpse of Chucky. Like, they get close-ups of his eyes and his teeth, and, like, they're scraping shit and peeling stuff off, and he's being put back together. Which is really, like, what are, like let it go. You know how many fucking dolls there were? Like, <laughs> like, fucking let it go, man. This is one doll. Just throw it away. Well, here's the thing, though. They can't because now it's it's something of a small bureaucratic nightmare. Like... Thankfully, most of it has gotten swept under the rug. We hear this from the Ally McBeal, Talladega Nights villain actor guy. Uh, I forget his name. But, uh, you know, the Talladega Nights villain. <laughs> he's there, and he's he's like a he's a corporate weasel, and his boss shows up. He's, Don't you, know, you worry about my gun, Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> Such an awkward delivery. But... Uh, yeah, he shows up to the and it's a cor- something of a corporate blunderbuss or something going on or whatever you want a fiasco, and uh, he shows up and the first thing we need to address is the events of the last film. It's been a a couple of years, apparently, and uh, he tells him, well, most of the cops denied what happened because I think it's because it looks foolish for the force. As often we find out in reality, that is the case. A whole force will some and can often I just say. Do that. that I am personally offended that they would portray Chicago police or authority figures oh. as corrupt in any way. Oh, like that yeah. is just oh offensive. You know, it, it doesn't it happen. Not in our great city. Uh uh-uh. uh I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. I don't want any evidence of it, despite uh no. seeing it in the news. No, no, you're all sheep. Bah, bah, <laughs> you're all sheep if you believe it. No. Uh, a little thing called a red pill. Maybe you should take it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they swept it under the rug, as Chicago police are wont to do. They locked up Andy's mom. Sarah and they Connor. put him 
Connitor? Sarah Connitor. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you said like her name was Sarah Connitor. Like no, a Conitor. computer monitor. <laughs> She's <No>. Connitor. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sarah um, Connitor. her. Yep, they did. And uh, Andy's going through the old foster system. Uh, run by Susan's mom from Seinfeld in a good good lady role. Like she's Sarah Palmer herself. herself. Yeah, she's she's uh, I like her in this. She's likable. Um, and poor Andy, like 1990 the, the kid, was her year. It really was. She was just smashing it. And, you know, I bet she was hooking up to oh, <laughs> clubs. But uh, poor Andy has been traumatized from the events of the first movie. And like no one. It's a real boy who cried wolf for the majority of this movie. And it's going to frustrate a good portion of the audience. Particularly if not. you have children. Yes. So um, frustrating because like now and like I don't know how things were in 1990. Maybe they were a little bit different, but now it's like give your kid it's it's believed you should give your kid the benefit of the doubt, particularly for traumatic evil things like this because these things happen and we need to know about them and handle them. But back in 1990, I don't know what this kid's talking about. Is like he needs to be. He needs professional help, dear. We can't help him. You get a we lot. We can't of that. help him. So what that we had the exact same doll that traumatized him in our own home? Who cares? <laughs> the word trigger, I guess, wasn't. Uh, it wasn't quite a thing. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. I was just like, well, get the fucking thing. And she's just like, no dolls. I'm like, what are you talking about? No dolls. That is the doll that terrified I him. I know. Real or that not, is... get it out of the house. That's the most contrived part of the plot. And I'm sure even old man CD knew that going in. Like, ah, I'm trying to pull the wool over their eyes. <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe it's just one of those. I mean, like, the first movie does establish that it was, like, a sought-after toy that was sold out. So it's, like, feasible that, like, they'd be like, we're not going to throw away that fucking doll. That doll cost us 50 bucks. We're not going to throw away the damn doll. Like, no. But you put it in the attic or something. Like, you get it away from the kid who's going to be staying in your home when you know his history. It's just silly sounds to like, me that it... Sounds like he's beating me halfway. <laughs> sounds like Man City's got the wool halfway over your eyes there. <laughs> like the guy from the fucking Cosby kids. Is that who's that? I don't know. There's a guy that's got like, or maybe that's one of the bazooka characters. Oh, no, you're he's, talking about the bazooka character the... got the big like collar. Right? Okay. And then there's the guy from the like, Fat Albert who's got like the purple hat that's like over his eyes. Yeah. That's right. Like mush mouth the and then I was picturing Rudy and Theo as like, wait, which oh, no. one <laughs> is the one who goes, "Hey, Dad, can I get a fucking treat here? Come on." No, that, was, that, was, that was Olivia, remember? That was little uh, Oh, little yeah, that's right. that's right. I had, uh, what do you think of uh, Lisa Bonet? I, I got nothing against her. I, uh... I think she's lovely. All right, there moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, that's my, my Don made See, I'm really trying to force this character here. <laughs> I'm just really gen- trying to pull the wool over their eyes here. Generic, generic gruff Italian Don Mancini. <laughs> and what was and what was Don Bluth? Don Bluth? Of course, what have you forgotten? Don Bluth already? No, I'm just like, how would you objectively describe Don Bluth as like um 
oh, slurring uh, oh, fat uh, British dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'd have to like do the research to, I'd want to be more specific, but yeah, I'd say, uh, uh, surly limey. <laughs> we'll just go with that. But I would want to be more specific about like, what, what is he actually like, which area is he from? You know, like, Oh, probably all, Suffolk. I, Suffolk. I don't know Suffolk. which one is like, you know, which one is considered like the lower class. <laughs> well, well, Jay, you got to Liverpool's. Yeah, well, I don't know that one there. <laughs> and that's all I really know. Oh. And then you've got your Cockney British from the 18th century. Yeah. Hey, governor. And then it's like, right? Yeah, yeah, you got that. And then you got right? like, then you got the John Cleese, because like Michael, like I, I just think of like the Monty Python. Is no more. Yeah, he's, he's much more proper, like. Oh more, yeah, yeah. More proper Brit. And then and then and then you've got whatever Eric Idle is, you know, he's 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 kind of all around like this. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. that's from. I mean Michael Palin, you know, who's of course the Cockney one. Hey, Jared Steller, uh, Samuel Clemens, if you're listening out there, <laughs> get hit us up and let us know what you think of Jared's uh, Python dudes. Oh, Jared, what is how? Well, here's a, the real curveball: Terry Gilliam. Oh, I is he's American though, right? Like he's the, he just kind of talks. He's like, like this. yeah, Terry Gilliam's just kind of like he almost yeah. sounds like the dude, and <laughs> like yeah, just sort of. Like, you're throwing some grit in Excited. there. I don't know if it's yeah. that gritty. I don't know. I don't uh, yeah, it's pretty good. That 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 you got it. it. Is, All right. It's it almost is. like Super Dave, but less uh, <laughs> like faint. <laughs> less, less like just got kicked in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Child's so, Play Two. So the eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're way past that. No, no. The corporate guy's being visited by his boss, and they want to make sure that they want to prove that the, there's nothing wrong with the the doll, the good guy got doll that apparently allegedly caused all these uh, traumatizing events to this boy two years ago, and and they see there's nothing really wrong with it. But once they go, the first kill of the movie, I guess we'll we'll just talk about that here. There's two technicians working in the lab, and they're like, "Well, you relax. We don't usually put these things together manually." And they're like shoving some arms into the torso of Chucky, and uh, there's Ally McBeal guy and his boss standing there in their suits, waiting with those beautiful round '90s glasses, those perfect uh-uh. big circles. The owls. I, I don't know for some reason they just they're like owls. Yeah, the hooters. He's got a set of yeah. hooters on his face. Yeah. Um. And and the first death is one of the technicians. He he's like, there's something wrong with the eye machine. Like it stops like halfway, and then it finally does after like a long beat. Goes into Chucky's skull, gives him his eyes, and then he touches like the crane machine, the little mini thing that put in the eyes. And he gets electrocuted with like the worst like blue electricity eighties oh, effects uh, it's I've ever great. seen. I'm gonna I wanna you know, I got I well uh <laughs> I'm thinking out of se- sequence right now, so I don't wanna say the joke. Uh oh, Jerry, you went muted. What? Keep talking. You, you went Am I here now? Yeah, I just saw your mouth moving, but I didn't hear anything for a sec. Oh, no, I got very quiet for a moment. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Jer, Jer, can you hear me? Yeah. Are you yeah, there? Yeah, man, I'm here. All right. Um, so 
We're showing Andy. He's in the foster care home. Uh, that's important. But we're also showing these corporate dudes. Basically, after the technician gets electrocuted, the boss, Mr. Sullivan, uh, he doesn't like how that looks. So he gets uh, Allie McBeal guy to smuggle the doll out of there. You've and, got a ticking uh, time bomb to get this thing covered up like a Chicagoan. And he had yeah, it 24 do hours <laughs> or you're fired. The worst thing that could possibly happen to a man who has a gold card. <laughs> and he says, uh, stick it up your ass. And uh, he leaves. So, and I thought uh, for sure that that guy was going to get like some kind of weapon up his ass for disrespecting Chucky like that to be like, how dare you tell me, tell him to shove me up someone's ass. That's definitely something. You fucking freak. <laughs> that's definitely something that he like you can expect in these movies. If somebody um, mishandles the doll or comments on how stupid he looks, they're going to get it. Yeah, they're yeah. going to get it. Not a one of it. See, and here's the other thing that's I, getting back to what we were saying earlier about how no one can fucking get their strength over on this doll. Considering how strong he is, supposedly, why is he not strangling more people if that was his thing when he was a real human being? He was known as the Lakeshore Strangler. So if he's strong enough to, like, hold people down when they're trying to escape, like, he should be strong enough to actually strangle them. I'd like to think that Ali McBeal guy is that weak that he can't fight (laughs) against Chucky, His, his, his very, very dainty strength, his doll strength. Yeah, yeah. He has severe osteoporosis that we don't know about, but he does have a gold card, like you said. So that's impressive. You know, that's as good as cash. So we're cutting between this and uh, his uh, Andy's new foster parents called Phil and Joanne, and they're talking to Susan's mother in the office about Andy. And you can already tell that Phil is a fucking asshole. Like he's really reluctant about adopting. And he's like, is he all right from what happened? I mean, do we know for sure? And the mom, Joanne, who's sounds like she's really trying to hide some kind of accent throughout this movie, or maybe <laughs> not. I don't know if she is. Just kind of sounds like a weird accent, like a muddled, like, English. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, she's like, Andy lunch. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like, it's like a transatlantic, but with like a British, more British twang twang to it like um but yeah i I liked her voice i just thought it was like what accent is this but uh this phil guy and in my head canon growing up because i haven't seen this in a while i always transposed uh jeffrey jones's face onto this phil dad guy (laughs) i i did read in the trivia that jeffrey jones was considered for the role so it's interesting that uh you would do that cosmic yeah cosmic because like the guy looks like jeffrey a bit a tiny bit like jeffrey jones and he had like this seems like a jeffrey jones role right for the early 90s you know sure sure he was maybe too big for this role before the all the you know the, uh, the silliness <laughs> to put it lightly i mean post post beetlejuice <laughs> yeah I, see, I feel like the the dad character in child's play 2 is probably a step down for him he's like i already did oh, that oh, i already really? did that oh. just a little bit ago <laughs> you're right you're right I think you're totally right. I think this movie... I mean, he's I he's elevated to mom and dad save the world in just a couple of years. So, you know, like, he's climbing. True. He's climbing. That, better. 
you know what he was doing and i think we already did we do stay tuned already i think so yeah yeah it was i think that was a neil episode um yeah, and he's doing. I think he's doing. Stay tuned at this time, isn't he? Or is Probably that like before? Right around the same. I, that was either ninety or ninety-one, but I think it was. A he's 90. like, guys, I'm busy playing a satanic uh, cable technician who works at a uh, some kind of corporate evil hell. So I'm too good for this. Plus, I did. I look at kids, but we can we. You don't need to look over here. Let's. <laughs> don't don't look. Don't. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um shit. So fuck. So Phil is an asshole. Joanne seems very compassionate. They already have a grown ass foster daughter who's like 17, so she's almost ready to be legally emancipated, live on her own kind of deal. And her name is um Kyle. Kyle, thank you. Um Which is interesting. I'm wondering if like real... If, you know, like, if there was ever a specific gender written for the character, or if they're just like, no, we're open, if they were that inclusive back then, that they're like, Kyle can be a girl, too. Why I like not? I think so. I think, old, I think old Don Mancini, and I'm not telling tales out of school, I think he's, uh, I think he's gay. <laughs> so, so he, I think, I'd like to think he's progressive. You know, <laughs> as gay people are wont to be. I like to think that uh, John Laffey is like, you know, it'd be hilarious. We cast a girl as a person named Kyle. They'll be laughing your balls off by the end of the movie. Oh, let's eat some. My whole goal in life is to get people to laugh at your balls off. Yeah, I'm not telling tales out of school. Don Mancini, he's gay. You know, let's just say it's fine. And you know what? What I find what we're learning in this new series that's turning out to be a hit, uh, the Chucky series that's on season two now with our friend Devin Sawa. <laughs> but uh, it's turning out to be I think the lead is a is a gay young character like in high school. So it's um, it's a new frontier, like just in media everywhere. And I think Don Mancini probably he. Maybe pave the way just in a tiny, that's, tiny bit. That's interesting because now that, that makes me reframe like, but like I uh, did a very quick little brief look at the synopses of the other child's play, other Chucky movies, you know, like the brief like, paragraph description. And uh, uh, Seed of Chucky is like the one where it's like he and Tiffany basically, it's like natural born killers where like they go on a killing spree or something like that, but like. They have a son who has no interest in killing, and Chucky's all like, "How do you not have like any of me in you?" Like, so like, that's interesting that like you could. T- that I bet you that there's a lot of uh, subtext in that movie about like who the Alan boy is versus yeah. what the parents want him to be. You know, like, yeah, that's uh, that makes me yeah. want to watch it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I think you might be onto something there. Um. It's uh, in the second one. It's not really laid on, you know, it's not really laid on thick. Except the girl has a boy's name. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. that's it. <laughs> so she ends up kind of turning out to be the hero of this movie. Her and you know, I guess Andy, but he's a young boy who needs help in a lot of yeah. these scenes. Yeah, and he gets no credit for anything. So not they don't even take him seriously. So like fuck, fuck him at the end. By the end of this movie, who cares? Right. So. Um, 
the dad, Jeffrey Jones, not Jeffrey Jones, Phil, he's got a rule. Don't touch the antique shit in the house, especially this old doll here that I have. Uh, right? Or, like, just, like, isn't it an old doll or a lamp or some shit? Like, I they don't... break something of his. Um, I just remember they get also um, Tommy. Right? Tommy's the name of the the new good that, guy what, doll. Tommy's the one that they that he has, like, in the house already. Yeah. He's got that waiting for just Andy sitting in a sitting up. in like a, a chest, like a like a credenza or something like that. Just uh-huh. open the drawer and he's terrifying doll there, like the idiots that they are. Just oh, we didn't know that was there. It was Phil just like he would be great if you cut to him looking over the doorway like and he put he planted it there as a test to see if Andy would freak or anything. But but he passed the first test. That's sick. <laughs> but back to Ally McBeal guy because we need to find out how Chucky's gonna end up in that house for the meat of this movie, right? So he ends up uh, in the the the. The back seat of Ally McBeal guy's car because his trunk is loaded. But his trunk, he tries to fit him in the trunk. He keeps bashing him with that trunk, right? That's not going to bode well for him. No. Cannot, you can't disrespect Chucky that way. No, Charles no, no, no. will destroy you in any and, way that uh, he can besides strangling. That's right. And he, he puts him in the back seat. And uh, so he, he goes and he, he, I guess he has a date. An anniversary. What is it? A two-week and uh, two-week two, anniversary. A two-week anniversary. <laughs> fucking stupid. With he's such whatever, a dweeb. Whatever fucking tart that he's with, because clearly she's, right. you know, an idiot as much as he is. You can just like, I don't know this character very well. I can just tell though that whoever he's like calling is cheating on him <laughs> two weeks into this relationship. Yeah. And she's probably way too young for him too, and that's why. Right. Exactly. He's like a guy who would like. You know, it takes him until he's 38 to get someone who's like 24. And then, you know, and like, you know, he projects success. But even the girl is just like, he's kind of a stupid idiot. Right, right. Yeah. She sees through it. Um, <laughs> but uh, he goes to the liquor store because he has to. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot the vodka for our two week anniversary. No, hold on, babe. I'll get it all. Just don't start without me. Yeah, because he's because he's just like I know what it does to you. Like the vodka, yeah. that's a line that he has. He's a fucking yes. creep. That's why you know, yeah. you know. He is a creep. Don Mancini does a great job. Like it's especially like the corporate bureaucrat stuff in the beginning. The way they talk just so cynically and like evil. I get vibes of uh, the satire we get in RoboCop. That kind of like these guys are wearing their ruthlessness on their sleeve in a way that's not often portrayed in movies that to that effect, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I like that. I think it's, you know, in itself, it's a commentary on this uh, this culture, you know, this business culture. Um, there is like I think there is tinges of satire in in the Chucky movies because of old Mancini. I think he's well, smart. Yeah, no, there's a little bit of it in these first three movies, but like again, they are played straight, and it's yes. not until Bride of Chucky where they're like, all right, yeah. we are, we are not straight at all. I feel we, like we are about this... as straight as Don Mancini. <laughs> I feel like with this series, he's finally hit his his sweet spot because he's been operating with the character for so long he's probably written the ideas he wants with the cult of chucky and the curse of chucky if i'm not mistaken he's written 
those ones. He's written too. all of them, like yeah, all of them except for that fucking remake with Mark Hamill. Oh, and and Aubrey Plaza, your favorite. Yeah, yeah my favorite. I love Plaza. She's so not exhausting at all. I I really like her. I really I think Emily the Criminal is my favorite of the year. I'm just gonna she, say that she's not won me over yet. <laughs> I hated April Ludgate. I said it before. I say it again. I know she's not April Ludgate, but she's just as bad in the interviews and stuff that I've seen her in, where I'm just like, ah, oh, this person is just. I feel like we've said this exact same thing on the show before. Yeah, my way to pile on the. the I've, uh, let's uh, move on here. He, uh, Ally McBeal, ends up getting suffocated. He gets strangled to death with this. He puts a bag over his head, right? So yeah, Chucky. I don't know if that's well. That's that's suffocation. So that's a, it's a step closer to what he's to his wheelhouse, but he's still slightly out of his wheelhouse. Right. He should be ripping his little tiny thumbs into the Adam's apple and just pressing down as hard as he can to <laughs> strangle the life out of Allie McBeal. I like this death. It's probably probably my favorite in the movie because, you, like you said, it's a tame movie. Like the deaths in this, like they there a couple of them are off screen. They're not very brutal in their gore. It's just a very tame horror movie. And you know what I'll say about Chucky, too, is that, like, for the all of the horror icons of the 80s and, and early 90s, he probably uses a gun the most. Like, he's always <laughs> using a gun. Chucky and everyone does? else has got some kind of blade or chainsaw or fucking Amateur. You know, like knife, a machete, whatever. And he's, like, often just, like, whatever he can get his little tiny hands on, a knife, a fucking plastic bag, a gun, often a gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you if you were in his little frame and you were up against uh, and all these people? It, it, I would say it's probably neck and neck for him and Leprechaun the number of times that the character has bitten somebody else as a way <laughs> of, like, trying to hurt them. <laughs> They're biters. You got to be bite. a biter when you're small, you know? You're a leprechaun you or a doll, you got to bite. Oh, I, hey, ever heard of a leprechaun bite? And then someone pinches you? That that's There's a reason. Because of the bites. Fucking bite. They happen so much. Uh, Do you like the theory that the, the each leprechaun movie is a different leprechaun, technically, but Warwick Davis plays them all? Okay, I've never heard that theory, so I need a minute to process this. As a, a casual fan of the Leprechaun series, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks a no. little different in every movie, you know? You know, I, like, like you know the what same I can, general I can, look, but stylistically different. Saying it, now that you're saying it, I can kind of picture how it could be, but I can also picture how it's the same one. And it's Man. also can I, like can I get back to you on this? <laughs> I don't I don't know that any of the movies, maybe with the exception of both of the Back to the Hood movies, like uh-huh. I don't know that any of them are ever like, oh, and this is how the Leprechaun came back. It's just like a Leprechaun, boom, and there he is. He's you're there. right. He just kind of reforms. Yeah, he's just there again. Yeah. They don't even address. Do they address it in like three? How does he show up in three? I need to rewatch those sons right? of bitches. It's Halloween season, you know? Yeah. Viewers, or uh, viewers, listeners, what are you watching this Halloween season? I genuinely uh, want to know. Hit us up. You can hit us up on the, the Patreon. I, I check it. The thing is, <laughs> I can't, like, comments or anything because I, oh, I, I'm you not don't a have patron. your own, like, yeah. 
So I follow our Patreon like a creep. <laughs> so like, um, I will find you is what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I do want to hear. Write to us 90under90 at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah, let us know what you're watching this season. Like, is there a movie that you watch every Halloween season that you just, hey. you have to as a tradition? And I do want to like, in all seriousness, I, I do want to say like, if you are listening to us, and mm-hmm. you have the opportunity and have not done so yet, please give us a review and rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or oh, whatever sure. uh, service that you that use. That helps a lot. Um, yeah. Mostly just because I want to know that this show is actually getting out to other people or it's not just the same people <laughs> who have like been listening since the beginning. I just want, I'm just curious listeners. to know if, you've, if you're new to the show and you have not done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rating, and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Or you can even write to us at 90under90 at Gmail, but I still would prefer the uh, the rating and review. Give us a Thank ruler, you. guys. We're trying to measure our growth here. Eh? Um, so he, so Ali McBeal has to go to a liquor store. He tries to use his gold card, which is as good as cash, but the cashier is not having it. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Chucky uses the car telephone, very slick, very businessy, to call the foster care home to, to call about Andy Barkley. This is his Uncle Charles. <laughs> and um, you're starting, you're getting into like Danny DeVito territory. <laughs> this is Danny DeVito <laughs> calling. This is Uncle Charles. <laughs> Andy Barkley. Andy. Andy Barkley. Kaufman. <laughs> You're insane, but you might also be brilliant. Um, not, not coming to 90 over 90. <laughs> I was going to ask, is that coming to 90 over 90? No. No? And, uh, uh, I don't know how much I necessarily want to support a movie where Jim Carrey was an asshole to everybody else. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, Andy Kaufman took over my body. One of those movies where the more you learn about, yeah, the more you learn about it, the less you like it, which is like, usually that's not how it goes. You appreciate it more with the behind the scenes shit, you know, but anywho, I like that movie. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, so he ends up using the bag on the guy after he comes back after Chucky calls Susan's mom at the foster place to to get the whereabouts of Andy. So then he kills businessman, Ellie McBeal guy. After he triggers the car alarm, I guess he's taking too long inside the liquor store and, and Chucky's getting impatient. So he yeah. triggers the alarm and uh, yeah, he, he totally strangles. What is it? Just bags. Him. He bags him, guys. <laughs> he suffocates. I'm sorry. I'm not so good with the words, but uh, he puts a bag over his head. Uh, after playing with him like with a squirt gun, like goes bang, you're dead. <laughs> he does that. Like yeah, I would. Chucky has the best laugh out of any of the horror icons too. It's you know, like, like uh, Freddy's Ledger interesting Joker at least. almost. Yeah, yeah, it is a little Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, Freddy's got a pretty good, but a pretty good laugh. It's like that. <laughs> His is like big guffaws and like this is just evil snickering 
Yeah, like the like the nineteen fifties greaser bully weasel guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he laughs in a pitch that always, as a kid, made me think that he had a different voice. Like when I saw Childs play for the first time, I was always like surprised at how deep his voice actually was. Yeah, that's but right. like I remember him having more of like a a sneery, snickering like kind of like like kind of a voice but like not that I, that was a good version of it but i know exactly what you mean because um i remember going to the video store and just seeing the cover of this movie with the jack in the box and the shears and him like shrouded in shadow and thinking this movie looks fucking terrifying yeah but also like i bet he just thinking he has a high-pitched voice based on like his look you know yeah he looks like he should have a higher pitched voice and that's like another reason yeah. why it kind of makes me laugh, and it's a reason why I think Brad Dorf is a perfect choice to play Chucky is because his voice is so much like – I find it funny how aggressively he's trying to, like, make it very clear that this is a man trapped in a doll's body, you know? Like, <laughs> with, the, with the swearing and with the way that he just kind of, like – Not he just does the his dialogue little Jack Nick, Nicholson, that. you know, the voice that he chooses, like, just – the masculinity that does come out of Chucky <laughs> that is not a Chucky's back like that kind of shit. It's like, oh, you fucking bitch. Like, you know, like yeah. he's fucking crazy. <laughs> he, he acts to me as he would in his human form still. Like he doesn't honor the body whatsoever. The, right. the Chucky body. Yeah. He hates it. He really resent. He, he really does. He's. He has the worst case of body dysmorphia any horror <laughs> icon has ever had yeah. in the history of, of horror cinema, I would think. Maybe Wolfman, you know? Maybe. But he doesn't yeah. really know it until after, so only half the time, you know? Like, yeah. Chucky the whole time, he's like, no! Turn a human! <laughs> I'm stuck in this fucking body! I can't do it very well, uh-uh. <laughs> as you can hear. But uh, it sounds like a voice that really would be draining to record. Like he, he sounds like he's like putting so much force into the way that he talks sometimes. And so much like he's like, making he's compensating for something. You yeah, know? that I feel like you know, Brad Dorf <laughs> by the end of a recording session would be like, I, I just need to take a nap. Like, I can't. Honestly. it's fucking exhausting. But. And I, and I said this during this viewing, after many years of not seeing it, that, like, he doesn't have many lines in this movie. I bet he he knocked him out in, I don't know. Well, another thing I How read long in the do you trivia, think it took him? Yeah. I don't know. It couldn't have taken him long because I did read in the trivia that all of his lines were pre-recorded for this movie, which I guess was different from the first movie. Like, maybe he was on set, like, actually, like, voicing like off camera but this was like no they were playing to recorded maybe and i'm just like it kind of shows in certain scenes where i'm just like if contextually he was like the this voice was in this scene uh he'd have a different way of speaking you know like he would speak in a different way when like he has the dude tied up kind of it'd be like this is not the tone that you take when you're aware of exactly what the character is doing in the moment uh, it i see what like, you're you know, saying you have to be in a studio watching the footage and getting a feel for what it is to give that kind of performance is what you're saying and that's not how they did it yeah yeah or, or it really just comes down to the direction like there's sometimes in animated movies too where i'm just like you are not calling out as if that person is that far away or mm -hmm. as if you're trying like as if I you're in you. a storm you know like 
like when when you at the end of Back to the Future, when Marty is screaming like, I have to tell you about the future. Like that is screaming through a storm. And uh-huh. sometimes in like animation or like pre-recorded voices, you can tell they are not screaming through a storm. They're just screaming yeah. as if there's a storm. But like, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't sound like they're you actually get... like trying to get through noise. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. Um, Did I get that impression in this movie or, or did it work positively? I don't know. It makes me think, though. Um, Yeah, we could I, I don't want to speculate further, but. I would think they would want it to be as safe of an environment and less scary of an environment for the the kid actor. But by now he knows the game, so you, yeah. it probably helps him. Yeah. Honestly, so, like I think yeah. you show the any kid actor like, hey, check this out. This is how Chucky works, and like show them with the remote control mm-hmm. and like the actor standing there just one time. I don't think any kid would really be scared after that. I bet your, I bet Jack, I bet your your, your kids would be down like cool with Chucky. They'd be like this is awesome. He'd <laughs> like, probably he's be, fun. Maybe like freaked out at first. Yeah. And then Jack would like slowly like be like what? <laughs> <laughs> this is which is Jack's cool. thing whenever he's just like slowly taking to something. He's like he goes what that's... is this? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm liking it. Like that's the kind of tone that that's it is. Funny. Funny, funny. Um, so Chucky shows up at the residence, the the Phil and the, the Joanne residence. Now they have Andy there. They got the Tommy doll. They got Kyle there who's just really just wants to get out of there. And she's used to being kicked around from home to home. What we find out is when Joanne introduces Andy to her that her, she's never unpacked her stuff. She's like, what's the point? You know, I'm always you guys are just going to kick me out anyway. He's like, that's real with that Healy complex going. You know, it's very, def- really, very defensive. Uh, a product of the foster care system, perhaps. I don't know how good it is. There's it doesn't more, sound there's great. There's a lot more foster care in movies in the early '90s. You know, between, that's like, true. Yeah, it's just something that was shown a lot. What, what happened to all the foster families? They need to show more foster families. I wonder. Um, I, I'll bet you any money that fostering in general has gone down. Just because of like safety reasons of being like we can't we gotta like screen these foster parents better now. Too many bad apples, I guess. Spoiled. At the least foster I would hope that they're screened system. a lot better than they used to be. I don't. Who knows? They all slip through the cracks. These fucking. But places. are they portrayed in cinema? Is the question, and the answer is, not much. Uh, that since the heyday of the nineties. Billy Batson, Shazam, maybe. I think he's a foster kid in that movie. He's got foster brothers and sisters. That's it, though. Shazam, that's it. Shazam, that's it. That is it. (laughs) So, all right. The end. No, Chucky's in the house. He meets Tommy, and he does not like that good guy doll. He says, shut up, you idiot. He smashes Tommy's uh, face with an ornament. He buries the doll in the backyard. Very and, shallow uh, grave for Tommy. Uh, do you like the reveal at the end? How Kyle finds out that she like believes Andy finally? I again, I'm just like. Do you I really it. think this kid is doing this shit himself? Like, well, do, can, like I, yeah. you don't have to believe the doll thing necessarily, but can you at least give him some credit that this kid is not completely fucked up in the head? Like. <laughs> Why are you I not believing you. him? 
I, I thought it was uh, I just a tip of the cap to the old man CD because I thought it was really clever uh, to have that reveal. It's not even through words how she believes Andy. She's outside having a smoke. It's a lost point. Andy is taken away back to the foster system. Spoilers. After Chucky dismantled the family <laughs> and uh, and she kicks the dirt. And that's when she discovers that Tommy, the good guy doll that got bashed that we're talking about, is buried there. And she's it's... like, holy shit, Andy's been telling the truth this whole time. But el- every element of Tommy does feel contrived, though, because like – that is the worst spot to bury it's... when somebody's legs are constantly sweeping over the dirt, brushing against it, and Here's you don't go more than six inches into the ground. I the agree problem. that I agree it's a contrivance, but once he's introduced in the ecosystem, I have to accept him as part of it, despite his contrivance. I get over that hill, and once I do, I accept that reveal in the third act. But I just I'm just saying like that specific location makes it so easy to be discovered accidentally like that, you know? I don't know. So you're saying it's a little too ham fisted for the for old man seedy and I, the No, for us. I mean it's it's nineteen ninety. I mean I wanna give it like credit for the time too. Like they didn't have to be as clever as people have to like be now. Although I don't I would argue that people don't have to be as clever as they think they have to be to like outsmart the internet, which you never I would will. agree. I would agree. Yeah. And and well put because everybody there's always going to be somebody who thinks or does know more about you on the subject you're covering or trying to subvert especially in cinema language, you know. Yeah. So now like you 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 can't get away with that act now as easily without it being like picked apart more, I think. But in exactly. 1990 it's like, oh, that's probably more clever back then than it than it feels now. So for its time, I think we can agree it's a pretty clever move to have Tommy buried in there. And it maybe is slightly contrived, but I, I, I like it because, once again, as I said, not even through words, she believes Andy. And I like that. That's a language right there. So uh, we're not there yet, obviously. But, uh, in the evening... Uh, Basically, oh, we're we're back. We're in the we're in the next day, right? Phil's Phil the dad is upset. His ornament, his broken statue, whatever. His antique. God damn it! My <laughs> thing is broken, and I specifically didn't want my thing to be broken. Ah, you broke the thing. Get out of here, you think breakers. Kid is no good. He needs professional help. <laughs> he broke the thing. So Andy Joanne. and Kyle obviously both deny that they did it. And, but the thing is, Kyle's got a date tonight. So fucking because of Andy's denying it, and she knows because it's not her, and certainly wasn't the parents that it had to be fucking Andy. That he, she's not now. She's uh, she's cock blocking her, you know, or twad swatting as uh, yeah. as Dane Cook would would say. <laughs> Dane Cook making his comeback recently. Oh, uh, why? I don't know. I wouldn't pay fifteen dollars to watch the special, but if I find it from you got cut off, Jer. I'm sorry. Oh, did I? No, I said I wouldn't pay $15 to watch his new special, but if I could find it for free somewhere, I would listen to it. Uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. I would pay a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a buck. So you'd buy that for a dollar? I would. I actually, like, you know... I don't I'm trying to get you to say it. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. 
Yeah. I don't want to take too much credit away from Dane Cook. He just looks scary these days. I think it's really his relationship. It's the gap, but like, you know, the worst things have happened. Jerry Seinfeld met his fucking wife when she was 17 and he was like 26. Yeah, not a- you got cut off again, man. I'm sorry. God damn it. <laughs> Do you want to stop and pick up? No, this is fine. As long- I'm if sorry, man. If it keeps man. happening, then... It just happened. It did? Yes. Wait one second. Now? Okay. Yeah, I know. No, I'm fine. Just, uh... All right. Let's see. Let's see if that happens again. Sound crisp. Good. Sound crisp now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, where are we in this? Oh, yeah, we're still recording, right? Yeah, we are. Okay, good, good. Um, All right. So here's where we are. Uh, He he asks, somebody needs to confess. They both deny it. She's pissed at Andy for denying it because she believes it's him. Um, And and Chucky, this is the first, I think the first of many, I want to, maybe the second, the hide the soul thing that he, he keeps doing in this one and the third one. This and the third one, I feel like, are very, despite there being a time jump and Andy's in military school. Yeah, I remember that. They're a very, I feel like they're very closely in feeling and just um, quality, very closely tied. You can double, you can double feature those and it would feel almost like the same movie. You're just doing a time jump halfway through the movie, you know? Sure. I don't know. But, uh... Anyway, Chucky has to uh, hide the soul, is what I'm saying, basically. So he uh, he has to find a time when Andy's alone. And uh, he... And, <clears throat> excuse me, is it clear why it still has to be Andy? Just because he was the first person that he told? You know, I'm not sure. That's a good question I, that I haven't even, like, really thought about. <laughs> I think I, I literally because like <laughs> they, they briefly explained it in the movie where he's like where Andy Andy is recounting the story and he's just like he said it had to be me because he was I was the first person he told his secrets to. And I was just said? like, yeah, that's like and I'm just like, could be why does that really still apply? Like that seems like a really like, oh, what an inconvenient rule. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, why does it have to be this one guy? One he's, kid. Uh, I guess he's being really cautious as a serial killer. Like, if you introduce yourself as a killer sentient doll to too many people, you're going to get in trouble. But he does, like, things are, it's surprising how low pro- profile things are taken in this these movies. Like, how covert, like, hitman video game style he is about his, his kills in these movies, you know? Yeah. For a methodic uh, strangler, you'd think that... Uh... He'd be more, you know, just prone to jump into something. But you got to give him credit because he's cautious enough to just go after the same kid who nobody seems to be believing. So he does have that to his advantage also, you know. He, so did. fucking offensive that nobody <laughs> believes that like, that this, like this poor kid is just like 
nobody is believing him. It, it breaks my heart to like see that now. I know, I know. It's it, well, this was a big sleepover movie for me. I brought it to uh, you know my buddy old Frank's place, and we watched it with Tim and. I, but I had it taped off of uh, like FX or something. But the thing sure. is, it's not even that different. Except no, there's swearing. not. There's not much to cut out. There's a little bit of blood. Yeah. And like a knife, and like you know, you still I would imagine see the you know, there's not much to see for the eye death at the end. It's just kind of like. I think they left that in because it's so like. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. cartoony and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to really cut, except for. <laughs> Chucky saying fuck. And writing fuck you, bitch, uh, I believe, on the paper to the teacher. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, it's so ineloquent. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. Like, all right. He's and to it. what gain? For what purpose? You know? like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's just Chucky. Like, Chucky has these moments... I would say in each of the movies, at least one through three, because I haven't really, I don't really keep up with Bride and Beyond. I think for me, the the three are the big ones. He has a random moment like that where he lashes out, and it, he kind of makes it himself high profile as a result. Mm-hmm. Like he can't help himself. I guess in the first one, it's when he's in the elevator and he says "fuck you," like "fuck audibly you," en- <laughs> yeah. audibly enough. I in the second one, it's uh. Well, you know, it's, it's fuck the you, fuck you, bitch. bitch. I can't, uh, I don't know the third one, but I'm sure there's got to Isn't that the same thing that's written on, oh no, it's your fucked is written on the map and Freddy's dead. That's right, that's right. Rachel Talalay interview. Check it out, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky, like, he reveals himself to Andy around here, right? Like, he ties Andy to the bed, and he's going to do the hide-the-soul thing, but then Kyle comes in at the window. She's like, I'm going to, like, sneak out and be a rebel. Like, cover for me and shit. And um, so Chucky has to find another time. And and Phil, the dad, has had enough. He throws Chucky in the basement so that, like, Andy's not distracted by that stupid thing that he keeps projecting all of his craziness onto. And I'm just like, this, this dad's going to die. He has to die. He's he, just—he's disrespecting Chucky. Then don't you want, like, in a horror movie? I know it sounds sadistic in any other aspect, but like, you're like, there's certain people you're like, come on, kill this person. The dad, I'm like, kill this guy, please. Yeah, well, yeah, there's always like, a there's the bad guy in the horror movies, and then there's like yeah. a bad guy yeah. in a horror movie, and you always <laughs> want the bad guy to get it. And uh, yeah, I want the dad to get it because he's so dismissive of the child. I basically, I want the teacher to get it too. You know, it's just like you fucking. You're so dismissive to this child, like he's not, he's fucking crazy. And yes, it's a crazy sounding concept, the idea of a doll coming to life and killing people, but come on, why would, like, kids don't have a reason to lie until you give them a reason to lie, you know? That's what I've learned with having kids. There's Jack has never once lied about anything because we've never given him a reason to lie. He has no reason to be afraid of us and have a reason to lie, you know? So kid, um, a kid would not make that up, like, oh, the doll did it. like, And if he yeah. did, you'd know the kid was lying, because kids aren't good liars. They're bad. And then, like, Joanne, like, she, she gets punished in the narrative uh, for being complicit, I'd say, with the father, and not mm-hmm. kind of going to bat for Andy as much as she could. She's, yeah, just how it is with her. So she has to die, too, in this, uh, in this movie, inevitably. 
that comes later. Um, so what happens next is um, he's got to find the right time, as I said. Uh, his nose is starting to bleed after he gets thrown in the basement, which means he, the time bomb element for Chucky is uh, introduced in the narrative as well. He's turning mm-hmm. into Vince. Yeah. Fucking time bomb for him and Ally McBeal guy. Yeah. Clock is ticking, motherfucker. Um, how so for Ally McBeal guy? Because he only because he's gonna lose his job. Oh, well, he's dead. <laughs> oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> right, for sure he's dead. <laughs> so the, the the new person has a time bomb. Yeah, so Chucky. He had one earlier. Yeah. But uh, he's got to get to work to. And- I like the synopsis I'm reading. He must get to work on Andy's body. Andy's body fast is what I'm reading. He here. must get to work on Andy's. <laughs> body. I got to get to work on that body. Fast. Fast. Andy goes to school. Chucky pulls a Cape Fear. He catches a ride <laughs> under the school bus. A dangly legged Cape Fear. Uh huh. He finds Andy's uh, homework assignment. And uh, he writes, fuck you, bitch. He vandalizes it. Gives it back. She sees it. She puts Andy in detention. After school, you know, she keeps him after school. Throws Chucky in the closet, like this little supply closet. Locks it. And uh, she locks and then, in the room. Yes, locks Andy in the classroom, which I'm like, I don't think th- I, there is. I don't think there's a lock on any classroom door these days like there's just not that's why they have to barricade him with these fucking chairs in if there's a shooter i think one other thing and i to to praise the old main scene just once again here if i may is that uh the kills are are quite justified in that i think you're right jared this is this is completely not by the books this is a character move by miss kettlewell Played by uh, that old cranky chick from Donnie Darko, the Sparkle Motion Lady, <laughs> and um, she's in things, lots of things. She has a witch face, and she uses it pretty well. <laughs> things, um, but I think it's her character making a shitty move, and I think that's just like these characters get punished by Chucky, and it makes it easier to digest in a lot of these scenes. Yeah, I, I feel like uh. The and the movie does a good job of justifying the death of everybody who dies. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. Because the characters are just they they're characterized in such a shitty way. You know? Yeah, they do shitty things. It's just, it goes down. Which also makes it easier to watch because you're just like, all right, well, if you're shitty, that person's gonna die. So you're like, you don't have to worry about it. You're like, I think he's safe because he's he's a good guy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of horror movies. It's like a it's like a morality litmus test in a way. Um, most horror, I would say, the subversive ones, it's like, well, we're going to make the evil one, like the hero. You know, mm. sometimes that's how it goes. But um, So he ends up, uh, Chucky's in the closet. He's banging on the door. He's yelling at Andy, like pleading for Andy to let him out, but also screaming, kind of flip-flopping between that. Like, please, Andy, let me out. No, open the goddamn door! He's, like, banging on it. And, uh... Uh, eventually the teacher comes in and she has to uh check on things in the closet right she goes mm-hmm. in there and andy uh sees witnesses uh what happens here he says um i just i know that he does the 
the thing that he always does. Oh, or he like, climbs out the window. He climbs out the window. Andy escapes. Oh yeah, Andy he escapes out of a window that like looks like you're on the second floor, and then you find out that you're on the ground level. It's another <laughs> one of those things. Um, and then yeah, she goes into the closet because she thinks that Andy's Andy. in the closet. That's right. And then Chucky face number three comes out for the for the behind the coats or whatever. I noticed that there's like three yeah. Chucky faces and then each of them have minimal uh, servos in them that could like move yeah. the eyes. Like there's that regular Chucky face. There's the angry eye Chucky face that's behind you now. And then there's the oh Chucky face where his <laughs> mouth is like wide open. Servos is what they're called where they move yeah, the, the, little, like the cheekbones and stuff. Yeah. OK, I thought like I was kind of praising it for the time. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it is like. They can do so much more now. Like, they've gotten them oh, yeah. so small that there could be so many more. Like, if you put a if you put a Chucky animatronic in Disney World, like, as a new attraction, you'd be like, this kind of looks primitive. Like, they can yeah. make them look and do so many more different physical things now. But, yeah, no, it's not bad for what it is. It's just, I've like, I noticed it wasn't, like, a fully animatronic face that could do everything. I was like, oh, there's th- clearly three different faces that are molded differently. And within those faces, they can still move the mouth and the eyebrows a little bit. But it's, like, a generally, like, angry-looking face and one that has the mouth open at all times. It's like, ah. <laughs> all right, give me the ah face. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> We gotta do the arms cap. too, because his arms screen are... cap Jared's oh. fucking face. It's crazy. Uh, so, Miss Kettlewell, first she gets injected with an air pump full of air. That's pretty gnarly. Like it is fuck. a gnarly, a gnarly fucking like into the heart too. <laughs> oh, she stumbles. And you can't, you can't, you can't introduce oxygen into the bloodstream that way. You, you cannot. You, you cannot. cannot, sir. Uh, medical journals will tell you. It will confirm. Uh, so Chucky, he comes out of the closet. He's got a big yardstick. He says, you've been very naughty, Miss Kettlewell. And we cut outside of the classroom and we see him just beating her with the stick and like cut it to her, like an ECU of her face, like traumatized, a little blood. And that's it. I think he raises the stick. You hear a thwack. And like, there's blood on the stick. There's like a little, like a hand dragging some blood, but like, they're not like connected shots. And you're like, how did he do that with a yardstick? <laughs> like that is, uh, and how did she not overpower him? You know, he's he's constantly overpowering these fully grown adults. Um, the next sequence here, few things. All right, real quick, here we go. Kyle uh, gives uh, Andy a nice pep talk because he's afraid he's going to be – the parents are arguing. Like, like Joanne's like, you didn't want him in the first place because Phil's like, he needs professional help. She's like, don't give me that. You never wanted him in the first place. He's like, well, I don't want to serve – and you, they do like this slow uh, tracking over to, uh, to, to Andy's room. He has to overhear them arguing about this stuff. And then Kyle gives him a pep talk. She's like, listen, I've been through a lot of families and I've always gotten stronger with each one. So there's just take that, you know, what it's worth. I hear you tapping. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm picking at my mails here. Mm, yeah, that's what happens when we get this deep into an episode. We start biting and picking our nails. Yep, yep, yep. I do the same thing, man. Yep. I got some nubbies on me. 
You got some nubbies? I got some nubbies. I've always had nubbies. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, My worst so, habit. Yeah. Mine's, uh, mine's pissing in the shower. Right. <laughs> um, cut that out. Sure. <laughs> Just kidding. Leave it in. Amplified the noise. Um, she says you give him the pep talk, right? Yep. And he's like, no matter what, Chucky will find me. And so later that night, he knows that Chucky's still in the basement. He gets uh, like an electric meat carver pretty mm. early because it's like his little little boy chainsaw for like a little tyke like him. It's kind of cool. Very cool. It's like, a, yeah, it's a perfect weapon for him. Mm-hmm. He walks into the basement cautiously and Chucky's, of course, but he's been waiting for hours <laughs> for this fucking moment, right? All day for this to go down. He drops down on Andy. It's a big struggle. Andy hits the deck. Chucky's on his back. You know, Andy tries to get his knife, but he hits Chucky in the head. Chucky runs off because that's when it's broken up. You know, these these fights are always broken up because Chucky has to do these all covertly, very carefully. Yeah. It's always how these things are, and it adds a lot of tension to these scenes. You know, it does. I, it's a it's um I don't want to say a master class, but it is a class on uh, suspension. Break it, break it up like a you know in, in a weird uh, abstract way. It's like the Phantom Menace fight with the force fields. Break yeah. it up a little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Build the tension. I wonder how I've never watched just like I'm sure there's a cut where you can watch just the extrapolated scenes. Yeah. Did I get cut off again? Oh, you just you no, backed off. I'm, I'm doing the picking. Oh. Again <clears throat> with my fingers. Um, no, I was just, but yeah, I've never bothered to watch it because I'm like, it'll probably be so brief and feel so underwhelming because it's so good being cut between four other things that are happening at the same time. Oh, the oh, to see it all cut together as one yeah. sequence. Yeah, I, yeah, it's cool. I've seen it. I think it's cool. That's uh, good. <laughs> that's good. Um, fucking Phil dies. Because he comes downstairs and Phil, uh, Chucky's behind the stairs. He he dies because he deserves it. Yeah. Well, let's be honest here. Yeah. He falls. He falls and he breaks his neck by falling over the banister of the stairs. After Chucky reveals himself and says, "How's it hanging, Phil?" So Phil's a believer, but he dies. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. Just before he died, he was a believer. Just for like two seconds. Yep. Oh, I finally believe. Oh, dead. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, so Phil dies, and Joanne, the wife, she turns on Andy. She's like, "Get away from me!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I'm just like, I, well, "Do you think the kid did this?" Yeah. It does. And it sucks because poor Andy's just like. She's just like hangs his, head, hangs his head down. I knew how weak my husband was. Even a toy doll could overpower him. Of course, <laughs> it had to be you. <laughs> so, Andy gets taken away by Susan's mom <laughs> to the foster care home. She's so like, come on, let's go. Hey. <laughs> like it's just like I don't know what happened here, but let's get you back to the foster. Uh, home. I thought she was more compassionate than that. That's I I just mean it in a way of just like. It, 
she's not happened. really acknowledging what happened in any way. She's just like, all right, well, let's go, Andy. Like, <laughs> right. You know, no questions like, asked. Like, all right, it, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got tired. I guess it didn't work out. And it's like trying like sushi. Well, it's not for you. All yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, she takes him back to the home. This is when Kyle, that scene I was telling about, where she kicks the dirt under the swing after throwing Chucky in the garbage bin outside. She smokes a cig. Kicks up some of that earth, but uh, when does Joanne die? Oh, okay, okay, I got it. She dies inside at the sewing machine. It's an off-screen death. Right, yeah. Okay. She's grieving inside, and I think that that is too brutal, probably, to show a grieving widow get like killed. I don't. It's it's a little. I don't know. Maybe it was considered too much by the director. Like, all right. Maybe they're just like, we could save a lot of money. Who needs to see this woman die? <laughs> off-screen, baby. So um, she's on the swing. She kicks up the dirt, sees the Tommy doll, finds the empty garbage bin, goes upstairs, sees Joanne's corpse at the sewing machine. It's it's pretty cool because it's still running. Mm-hmm. And uh, her throat's gagged. Her throat is slit. Uh, that's when Chucky kind of pops up. <laughs> Takes Kyle captive. Now, why wouldn't he want her body? Right? <laughs> why can't he? <laughs> you get, clearly, you can overpower her for, for a little bit, so like to be creepy for a sec. Uh, it's like he, he'd be like, you know, like playing with his new boobs. Like these are great, and he would have and then, uh, his voice. Char- he would have Brad Dwarf's voice <laughs> yeah, of in course. Kyle's body. Yeah. Nice rack you got here. <laughs> um, he uh, takes her captive, forces her to drive her him to the foster care home because the yeah, time's a ticking so fucking funny looking at him in the front seat holding the gun and she's just like like i, I just I be know. like fucking pu- like fucking pull the car over a little bit and throw him out it, the window and back just, over him you're done one of the silliest parts of this whole movie I, is is him holding her at gunpoint saying take me to the foster home now <laughs> drive <laughs> we get there and but on the way, a policeman pulls uh, them over, and uh, it's a close call, but nothing really happens. It's just kind of a moment of tension where he flashes a light in the car. He's like, "What are you doing driving so fast?" He's like, "I got a date." He's like, "You got to do better than that." And he sees the doll, and he's like, "Oh, I love these things." And he like, and in Chucky's normal voice, he's, <laughs> he's like, "He asks, what's your name?" Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> and he's like, "All right." Okay. Um, he kind of just lets him go. Yeah. She's kind of creeped out by the the whole thing, the the doll and everything. She's got a clean record. I thought it'd be really funny after that if there was like a moment where he was just like, "Nice job, Kyle. Maybe you and I can do some more things together." And he like has a moment where he's like, and then she kind of looks over like, "Maybe he's not so bad." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, what makes the cop go away, which I do want to mention, is blood starts coming out of his nose. And she's like, you know those dolls that pee? This is one that bleeds, which is a really grim concept for a doll. But right. also, but also like, I feel like that was the trailer moment. I feel like I've seen the trailer for it, and that seems like something that was in it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Perhaps. Perhaps. Trailer's like a whole different beast in the, like, if you think right? Chucky was gone. You better think again. Why is Michael so, Douglas doing the voiceover? That's for- how he sounded in the fucking that old narrator guy. You know, is it? 
Don't bust my balls here, Jared. I, I okay. I I guess I know which guy you're talking about, but yeah, they're like you just sounded so Michael Douglas there for a minute. Because the guy sounds like Michael Douglas. You're right. I will fall. I've forgotten about that guy, honestly. You got, I'm gonna share with you some very interesting trailers later. All right, that's fine. Very interesting. Jared. Very interesting trailers. Very interesting. Um. We're not all impressionados like you, you know? Yeah, well, okay. We can't master those voices. I, I can't either. <laughs> you're being modest. So, uh... I'm no Dana Carvey, Dan. Thank God. Right. So, fucking, um... They, uh, they drive off. He drives, yeah, he drives her to the, the foster home, or, yeah. And the fire alarm is, is blaring at the foster care home. We know that now Kyle has arrived with Chucky. They pull the alarm. Susan's mom, Grace, brings him into her office. She grabs hold of the doll. Chucky comes to life. He says, amazing, isn't it? And he stabs her in the chest. She falls onto a photocopy machine, and her death face is printed. Repeatedly. Is it just like, or is it just a one thing? It's, uh, it, no, it's repeated. Like, there's more than one copy that comes out. Yeah. And, uh, Chucky closes the door uh, between Andy and Kyle. So he has Andy get in the back of a, a Chicago Sun Times van. And, uh, uh, Kyle drives the car in. It's like, there's a big chase now with Kyle driving behind this Chicago Sun Times van. With Chucky in the back, with Andy, and uh, they uh, she, go to this. She's like, she corners the guy eventually, like, yeah, forces him to pull over. Right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, Andy runs with Chucky on his back to the good guy doll factory, and that's the big finale here. Mm-hmm. Kyle chases them. The angry driver is pissed. He lives, you know. Yeah. This is when we get He didn't disrespect Chucky. He showed he showed some respect. He actually gave him a lift, so like if anything, Chucky should have tossed a coin to him or something. Thanks a lot, buddy. Maybe you and I can go on some more road trips together. <laughs> uh, I like friendly Chucky, you know? Seems cool. Yeah. Maybe just like he needs Tiffany to even him out, I think. That's all. That's all just needs some um, strange. And Tiffany, uh, not as strange as old flame we in uh, in Bride of Chucky, I guess. Oh, I guess so. Good for him, right? He's got he's got a lady back at the trailer park waiting for him. Mm-hmm. They go they go in the good guy uh, the doll factory, and this is like the hedge maze part of from like The Shining. Like, uh, like yeah. Boxes of good guy dolls. It's just know. pallets and pallets of good guy dolls, not in shipping boxes, just loosely sitting out, no labels of any kind. There seems to be no inventory system whatsoever. It's the just from the pile. Yeah. Apparently, this movie was originally supposed to take place around Christmas time, so that's why there were supposed to be so many dolls in the factory. Like, that's the explanation. Right. Yeah. Oh. According they to the trivia. They thought of everything, didn't they? They did. Everything except, how are we going to shoot in the winter? Ah, we can't. All right, never mind. <laughs> what scene is it? 
I don't know. Chicago. It's supposed to be Illinois. Oh, so. oh duh. Duh, duh. What state is Chicago in? <laughs> I forgot too for a minute there. <laughs> duh. Um, duh. So, yeah, they're in the, <laughs> the factory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he tries to he tries to put his uh soul or whatever he tries to hide he tries to do that he tries to do that chant that like do we jesus jerry <laughs> he starts screaming he's the one who's screaming I like a maniac it. i got it <laughs> did, well, um, did i go too far it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did not like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, he tries, but he fails because he's been in the, the body too long. So it doesn't work He out. blames Andy for it, too. He's like, look what you did. I'm like, what did he do? He didn't do anything. You didn't get it done in time. That's not his fault. Yeah, you failed, bro. Just deal with it. And uh, he gets really, I mean, this is when he gets really mad. And that's when uh, yeah, Kyle and Andy, they, I think he kicks him over and like Kyle and Andy climb up a roller slide. And uh, Andy falls down the rollers. And as he gets to the bottom, Chucky pops up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And they go to the top and uh, a gate crushes down on Chucky's hand once they get there. And he kind of chases him up. Like threatening Andy, saying, "Yeah, straight up, they I'm don't fucking kill you." They don't yeah. take the knife from him, even though it's out of his hand, which is ridiculous. Like they just run away from the situation instead of grabbing that knife and being like, "All right, well now he's at least without a weapon." I don't, yeah, I don't get why it's so hard to, to like, especially on this Rolly thing, just kick him. Just yes, kick him in the head. Kick him down. He but, is plastic. They get him with the gate, which is pretty nice because his hand is stuck. And then we get some good human in a doll, which is like strange body horror, like to see like sinewy blood and yeah. like tendon in a doll's body. Because when he takes off his hand, it's yeah, it's it's one of the coolest things about this whole Chucky lore. I think I'll this. say it is the coolest thing of this movie. Is the human aspect is it, it, it just this. This whole moment oh, of this, him having to rip his arm. hand out of the, uh, uh, you know, out from under the gate and like it having like human tendons and shit in there. I was like, that's pretty cool looking. It's yeah. Good bit of gore there. And uh, he rips it off. Hurts. I, I imagine it hurts like hell. And uh, he uses. So I have to have to ask James Franco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he uses his knife as a replacement for his hand, which is. Kind of cool. What'd you think of his knife hand? I was like, this fucking like Grindhouse owes a little something. A Planet Terror owes a little something to Child's Play too, I guess. We just watched a little that different. Last night. It's like fucking yeah. Baraka over here. Haven't seen knives like that since Mortal Kombat. Babe, you watched uh, which which one? Oh, Planet Terror. Yeah, and I know it's a silly question, but um, how does she shoot the gun? <laughs> right? It doesn't make any sense. It's fucking Muscles. stupid. How does anybody who has anything automatically attached to them, like, auto, like do it? You know, like, they don't have, like, nerves attached to that part of the machine. 
It's like they're they weld to it and become one with the machine. Like yeah. some kind of Cronenberg thing. Uh but uh he he ends up using the knife as his hand. He once again catches up to them as they're trying to make their way to the exit. Um Kyle and Andy get through a machine inserting the doll's eyes, get to the exit door. With dolls clogging up the production line, there's this technician guy that comes down and, and he has to go fix it, right? Yeah. That's when we get this quick, like, they just ham fist him in so we can get the eye death, yeah. I think. <laughs> it's, it, that's all it is. It's literally like they had to have that idea and they built a movie around it. Chucky pops up and slashes his cheek with his knife hand, and he he's lined up perfectly with the machine so that it stamps his face with the eyes instead of uh, a doll. So, mm-hmm. pretty funny death. <laughs> Slap some googly eyes on this guy and kill him that way. You know, looks like, great. Oh yeah, I, you you watch it's gonna be the style in the future. Mm-hmm. More googly eyes in horror Very movies. Fake eyes over their current eyes that don't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he gets killed. Chucky uh, onto the next uh, onto those guys, right? So he appears on a conveyor belt platform. He just kind of like swings around, like they're like, "Look out! He's right in front of you!" <laughs> he swings his knife. They duck. And that's when uh, he gets one of his, like, three deaths here. Yeah. There's a doll hair sewing machine. He gets hit with that a few times. He's screaming, you know. Um, the conveyor belt pushes him back. He's he's put into, like, a machine that inserts doll limbs, but it just keeps inserting limbs into him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. the machine's all fucked up, and it just, like, it, like, simultaneously must heat the doll up because, like, a lot of this is melted and like it fuses these limbs into him, and it's pretty cool looking. Actually, I'm sorry to correct you, but he loses his legs now in this sequence. He ends up using like a right, to but like around. yeah, I'm just like the machine itself. Like you see it yeah. in action before that, and it's just shoving <laughs> limbs into this plastic <laughs> melted body and. Yeah. But yeah, no, he comes out like Terminator style where he's like dragging his body on the ground he's like Billy Ray Valentine at the beginning of Trading Places. <laughs> Babe. Babe. He thinks he has a chance still, which is hilarious with his carting his body towards <laughs> yeah. with purpose, you know. Um, but he does end up using like the corpse of that technician with the eyes to like hit Kyle onto the conveyor belt and she gets like conveniently knocked out in a tense moment where if she gets to the top of the rollers she's going to get stomped with all those limbs in that machine right Mm -hmm. so andy has to fix that but also eat chucky so they're fighting for a bit um uh, his knife hand gets caught in a grate so andy turns on this valve and that's when a bunch of like liquid hot plastic sprays over him Mm -hmm. it's he gets real smooth Just out, coated. Molded. Yeah. It's looks like a like fucking looks like Freddy Krueger almost. Uh yeah. And uh Andy ends up saving Kyle from uh getting into the machine. And uh Chucky once again is not dead. He's still like covered in goop and plastic. He comes <laughs> back alive to attack them. 
that's when Kyle takes uh, an air hose that's just kind of running like wild because <laughs> a minute ago, and she just shoves it in his mouth. And he doesn't like spit it out or take it out or anything. He just allows it to expand his head so much that it just grows like ten times its size and then it explodes. Mm-hmm. And he dies finally. Creosote style. <laughs> uh, speaking of Monty Python. Yeah. So um, and then he comes back alive again. No, just kidding. There and was he, supposed to be a shot with like. Really? Yeah, where like there's something that happens at the beginning of the third movie, I think, that like tacks on to the scene oh where like God. something happened and it got into a different body like instantly. It's just like, oh boy. Yeah. How they? I forget how they solved that in three, but uh, I think like his blood gets into the pla- molten plastic mixers, and you see that in the opening credits, and that's mm. how it's a new body's formed, a uh, good guy doll, but. And this is it's an abrupt ending, which I always appreciate in movies like this, Andy and Kyle. But the question does loom, and, and Andy does address it. Where are we going? And Kyle says, I have no idea. <laughs> the credits roll. Done. These guys are, are not going back to the foster care system, obviously. So There is no foster care system. It's gone. The whole damn thing. The so, whole damn thing is gone these days. They're just going to live on the streets, I guess, for a little while until she's like legally allowed to be his guardian. Yeah. <laughs> like a year. <laughs> They'll be rough in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Great ending. That is uh, the immediate ending of Child's Play 2. That's right. And, so and then they my, got, my of course, picking, guys. they have the uh, end credits wrap of where Chucky is uh, <laughs> telling all about all the things that he did. The toy he's a good guy, Dal, but he's acting bad. He's going to kill you. He's going to make you sad. My name's Diamond Cini, and I wrote this jam. Listen to it loud. Chucky. Chuck, Chucky. Chuck, Chuck, Chucky. Chuck, Chucky. Diamond Mancini, he's a meanie. Child's play. <laughs> Every day is a child's play. Take it, Charles. You just imagine like that (laughs) head, but like on like the back of an album cover with like a microphone and like, oh, dude, Photoshop it. Chucky, the rock album. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. And you know what? Chucky horror picture show. I bet Brad Dorf would be down to cut it, too. Yeah, why not? That sweet album, Chucky record. Yeah, the the album that we've all been asking for. Listen, I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <coughs> um, so this is uh, the Halloween season keeps swinging on, right? That's right. We got one more uh, episode this season, and then a few more episodes before our annual break. And then uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back at the beginning of next year, but we still got a few a uh, few episodes to go before That's we right. get there. So until then, I am uh, Jeremy Eden. I am Spooky Dan Eden. <laughs> this has been Child's Play Two from 1990, directed by John Laffey. A balls off. That's a wrap.